Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. This episode is going to be a little different as we have two parts, one that was recorded in February of 2020 and one that was just recently recorded. Uh, Oakley Foy from Racket War joined me last year before COVID-19 happened, and we held that episode back due to the travel restrictions and everything else going on. However, With our country moving forward in a positive way, we thought this would be a great time to reconnect and let you guys hear all about Racket War and the awesome tennis weekends that Oakley has set up across the country and dive into that and check out what he has to offer. So the first half of this podcast is from just last week and the second half of this podcast was recorded over a year ago before COVID hit, but you're going to find out all about his company and everything that he does to make these amazing tennis travel weekends super fun and engaging and possibly might be your next vacation. So I hope you guys enjoy and here we go. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Today I am joined by Oakley Foy and this is a cool episode for me because we actually did our first initial episode that you guys have not listened to yet over a year ago because he has an awesome company called Racket War. Oakley, welcome and explain to me what Racket War is real quick. Uh, thanks, Michelle. It's great to see you again. You too. Uh, Racket War, I, I created it, uh, gosh, now it's been uh, seven or eight years ago, but it's just a adult recreational tennis tournament for all levels from two five up to even five oh five fives we have out there but it's for all levels and it's a tennis tournament for sure but it's also a very uh social entertainment weekend people come away they their memories are not about the tennis court they're about how much fun they had all weekend and I don't know about you, but I need more of that in my life. I also like feel like I have no friends anymore. So like connecting with people on the tennis court sounds great right about now. <laughs> well, Michelle, all you got to do is just come to a tournament. I'll take care of you. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So for our listeners out there, we are kind of recording this little pre-episode and then we'll, re- we'll let you guys listen to the episode we recorded a year ago. And as everyone listening knows, um, the timing of this episode last year was just very unfortunate because we recorded and then the whole country went into lockdown. Literally, I think it was the week we were meant to launch your episode. So we've held it back, uh, waiting for the right time, kind of every month reevaluating. And it seems like now's the time vaccines are getting out there. People are, um, building immunities. People are becoming more comfortable with traveling. And as always, do what you're comfortable with, but if you're ready to get out on the tennis court, I think you need to check out Racket War. So tell us what's been going on with you the last year. Well, as with everybody, after uh, we ran our Kiowa event last February in 2020, everything kind of just shut down. It was the unknown for so many of us. And uh, for two, at least three, four months, we didn't do a thing. We just kind of, everybody just hunkered down. And then we, we, um, went and ran our first event at the end of June or July, end of July in um, Wintergreen, Virginia. 
uh, had a bunch of people because everybody was itching to play mm-hmm. and, but, and we ran, everything went fine. I think the key for us is always, is, and we've continued to run events since then with two to 300 people is being outdoors. I think outdoors is the key. Uh, we haven't had one issue with COVID at all and people are still having a lot of fun and we have changed some of our, the way we do things instead of calling people from us, calling them all gathered around, putting them on the courts. Now we've, I've set up a, system where uh, they get text messages that tells them which court they're going to and what time. As soon as they get done with their match, they turn in the score and they get a text message that says, hey, your next match is here on this court. So people go directly to their courts Mm -hmm. and not wait on us to tell them to go to the courts. And that, to be honest with you, it solves a couple great issues. One, they're waiting to play on our court instead of us calling them, then going to take a five minute bathroom break, tiring <laughs> their shoes, walking to the courts, which is 15 minutes later. Now we're running things even, even better on time because they're sitting, sitting at the court knowing they're about to play. So nice. in some ways that has been a, as with so many businesses, I think have discovered that COVID has actually helped us learn how to make they run better. Um, and I think that's been the case with racket war as well. Yeah, definitely. And I would assume that most people that are going to your event feel very comfortable in doing so. Obviously, we don't need people saying, oh, it's not safe. Obviously, you're doing things the right way. But what other changes have you guys had to implement? Or are are you doing the different balls and lots of hand sanitizer, I'm sure? How's that working for you? We have hand sanitizer all over the facility, of course. (laughs) Yeah. That is something that we do. We don't... uh, we used to do for lunches, we'd have big old trays of food mm-hmm. and, and things, but we don't do that anymore. Everything's individually wrapped now. Uh, so there's none of the everybody hovering over one big old open area of food. We just don't have as many gatherings. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we do our match point pro am events, which we still try to do, we do them in a large open area where that's a center court where anybody can walk all the way around the court. We just we we don't have a big um, instead of me having a big powwow before the first matches and kind of go over the rules, we really just send videos out mm-hmm. now, a uh, pre-tournament video going over everything, going over all the rules. And, and we've discovered that people really like that anyway. So it's it's one of those things where we've learned a lot about how to just kind of, we just don't have big crowds. People go directly to the courts, they get the score, uh, we turn it in and then they go either leave or they hang around and watch their buddies, but they can stay in their own little area and do that. So yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's um, it's worked out pretty well. As as you know, tennis has been declared one of the safest sports to play as it is anyway, especially playing outdoors. Yes. Thank goodness. We're so glad that tennis has been one of those sports that we've been able to play through all of this. And it's kept most of us sane. I would assume at least me, I think it's keeping me sane. Talk to me about your first one that you had after like your first one back and how excited was everyone just to like have like human interaction. <laughs> I think it's, it's been every tournament yeah. uh, since then. It's amazing. Uh, our numbers have actually were higher on the back end of 2020 than they were in not 2019, just because nobody has all tennis was shut down. Mm-hmm. I seem to be the only guy right there doing anything. And so, it were, so people were dying to just get out and play and be around people. And, and, uh, and we have some people that wear masks and that's fine. It's not required, but some people do, and if they're if we want people comfortable, if you want to wear a mask, wear it on the court, wear it to the court. Most people, if they wore it, they'd wear it to the court and they take it off and they put it right back on after, and that was fine. Uh, so we do have people do that, but it's 
I think people are just excited to be out and doing something than crammed in their house and, and everything else. So I think, um, and it's continued. That's continued for every tournament we've done. I think we've run eight tournaments since June. Nice. Um, and they've all been great. So that's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, there's something to be said about like vitamin D and endorphins and human and social interaction. Right. You don't have to be physically touching each other, but just even to share a court with someone that's so important. And I think there are some people that like, we always are looking forward to that next trip or that next you know, tournament or whatnot. I was just saying how I'm so sad that the BMP Paribas Open's not happening. And I'm like, what's next on my calendar? Usually every year, this is where I'm going. So um, I can only imagine the the signups. People must be so excited and thrilled to be out on the court with you. They really are. They, they The signups have been really, really, I just opened uh, our Millie Island tournament for the first time we're running it in May. It's so big in September, we added May as well. I just opened it Thursday and I think we already have 150 people signed up Nice in four days. I mean, so it's just crazy. People are ready to go. That's awesome. So what does the rest of the year look like? What can people get on their calendar and look forward to visiting? There are all some good ones. We've got, uh, we've go actually go to Orlando USCA national tennis center. I saw that. That looks cool. It's at the end of March. We've got about almost 200 people for it. Uh, and we'll we'll finish right around there. Um, and then after that, we go to uh, we go to Lake Conroe, Texas, at the brand new Margaritaville Resort. It's in the lake, right outside of Houston. Should be really nice. I've never been, but I'm looking forward to it. And then we go to then we go to two weeks after that, we go to Scottsdale, and then Amelia, and then back to Wintergreen, Virginia, and then Amelia Island again. And then um, it just kind of continues. We've just been very fortunate with hopefully our next California tournament. Uh, we'll be in Palm Springs in December, Lord willing, <laughs> California wants to play along with us. So I think some of us in California want to play along. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to say anything else about the other. <laughs> right. I guess furthest west out there is also Tucson. Um, we have that in October. And I'll throw in a little secret because I don't know when this will air or not, but this is, we, we're, we're about to get a brand new spot and it's in the Pacific Northwest and that's central Washington, and it's a, I can't, I'm not going to say the name of it, but it's a little bitty uh, facility with eight courts, but an apple orchard's next door. It is, it is a really, really neat, neat environment where people want to go, and we're trying to squeeze that in in June or July. So that, that might be happening. I'll have something official on our website about that, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. We're excited about it because we've never been in the Pacific Northwest at all. So That's so cool. Yeah, I was going to say, and anyone that is in California, you know, a lot of people are kind of intimidated about flying and all of that. And you've got a lot of locations that are close enough to drive. So there's- That's 100% right. Yeah, opportunities for everyone. We are, we are certainly excited about it. I mean, it's, it's um, everybody has come and, and they feel safe and they don't have to worry about it. And they go back and it's just, as I tell so many people, they'll go back and they'll talk about tennis a little bit, but they'll have a talk a lot more about all the memories they made off the court. That's awesome. So good to hear. And I think that's the biggest thing is as long as you guys are out there and you're comfortable and you know that you've had such, such a successful rate with how you're handling things, that's, that speaks volume. So knock on wood, hoping that everything stays healthy and we start I feel silly saying this because we've been saying this for almost a year, get back to normal. <laughs> but right. it's, it sounds like this has been a cool opportunity to, you know, get tennis people more connected during this time. That's exactly right. 
And with your help, Michelle, you're helping us all do that. So yeah, well, of course. Yeah. Actually, now I'm remembering everything we talked about before. We got to circle back on that demo program and game. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. I had to I had to shut all that down. I mean, it was just kind of stopped. I was just trying to. You know, as everybody, we're all in survival mode. We're going, what is going on here? But uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is we all just kind of froze and right. survival mode. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, has there been anything else that you guys have added or shifted or done differently for 2021? Uh, not really. We've, uh, uh, we, you know, we've had to cancel a few events. Like we had to cancel our Cancun event. We were worried about people getting back uh, mm-hmm. uh, without, and, and just so we did cancel it. So we'll have it in 2022 back. We're thinking about adding, um, and we just didn't do it in 2021 because it was just so much unknown, but uh, the Baja Mar in the Bahamas. Uh, wow. We're probably adding it for 2022, which sounds like something you might be interested in. Michelle. I think <laughs> yeah, that's I was like, I've never been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, so we're just, it, things are just really, I mean, not, we're getting phone calls almost weekly for people who want us to come. We really try to limit it to places where people really, really want to go and uh, destination type places. So hopefully we can just, if we can get past this COVID thing and get everything in line, we'll be good to go. Yeah. So to any of the listeners that you're interested, get your feet wet, pick an event this year, go check it out and then really get excited for 2022 and get ready to travel and try a new place. That sounds awesome. I think, I think the bit, biggest thing that I hear from people, and it's so great, their first time they'll come and play and they go, we've already looked at the calendar. We've already planned out three more. We're coming to. <laughs> So it, it's, it's really, that's, that's the best thing I hear the whole weekend is they had so much fun and they might've lost every match they had. It doesn't matter. They just had so much fun. They're ready to plan out their next ones. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. And like I said, we all need something to look forward to right now. So, I mean, what better way to do it with tennis? I agree. Well, is there anything else that we should cover that we probably didn't cover before? <laughs> I can't remember. It seems like we covered everything before. I know. But, I was uh, going to say, I remember before how we had a great conversation. Yeah. I mean, uh, just uh, we're looking forward to seeing everybody come out and join us. And it's a lot of fun. I've got a great crew and uh, we, 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 uh, we make it more than just a tennis tournament. So come and join us. Awesome. So we will play you guys the episode we recorded a year ago. And then, of course, in all the show notes, we will have links to your website and how you guys can get signed up for a weekend and get you traveling and on the court. Perfect. Awesome. My guest today is Oakley Foy, and he runs Racket War, which is what it sounds like, and you're going to have to explain it to me, Oakley, an absolute amazing destination tennis vacation setup. So I'm going to let you jump right in and explain what all it entails. Well, that's exactly right. We try to make it a not just a tennis tournament, but, but a tennis vacation uh, all in one. You can play a lot of tennis. You can uh, have a lot of fun off the court. And uh, we just make it a three-day weekend where you come and, and just really enjoy yourself. And that's the best part about we make it extremely social as much as anything. We try to do it at amazing places with amazing facilities, resorts, and everything. And everybody has a blast the whole weekend. 
So is this something that a couple can sign up for? Or is this something that a group of like if a tennis team, a group of ladies signs up for or all of the above? All of the above. We've been running women's and mixed for years. Uh, so it's just teams, uh, just doubles teams. Uh, so w- a women's team can come and play. A, a big group of women usually come. That's what happens a lot. They'll come with. We've had a group of 32 women come from New York and come to one of the tournaments and they all play on you you pick your partner you stay with your partner the whole time but they all kind of stay together and they have a good time and they all go watch the other ones play and uh they come in big groups so you just pair off in your doubles teams or we have groups of mix to do the same thing or just individual husband and wives come and play and they get to play all weekend together so it's a kind of a mixture of all those they come in groups or individual pairs so or we have people all the time say hey can you find me a partner that's cool. They'll sign up and we'll find them a partner at least their level. I mean, we're guessing obviously on the level, but they tell us what they are and then we try to match them up with somebody. And we do that all the time. And a lot of times those people have great success because they don't want to make the other one mad. So they're trying to play <laughs> really well. So That's what I was going to ask. Is there any, um, it is competitive, I'm sure. So do you ever have to step in and deal with some, some spats between people? Very rarely okay, do we good. have to do that. It, Every once in a while, we have a few people get some arguments. I'll probably go out about once every three tournaments to a court, have to sit there and look at them. And so they'll straighten up. Our tournaments are pretty friendly. Okay. Uh, Everybody comes and just really is. That's really the best part for me. Just in Phoenix, two weeks ago, we had at least three different couples text me. Uh, the other couples they played that day, they wanted their number so they could go out to dinner with them that night. Oh. And they didn't know them for me. And that's what's special for me. Is these people get to meet each other and they have a great time. So That's really cool. It's kind of like grown-up summer camp, it sounds like. That's right. That's right. You wonder who's <laughs> going to show up the next day with a lazy eye or not because they're a little <laughs> tired from the night before. <laughs> I'm sure, so. yeah. I'm sure there's some fun activities at night. Do you guys let them plan that or do you help plan that as well? Sometimes in certain places, uh, the larger tournaments, we try to plan something at night. But a lot of times they come and they're in these great places. And the last thing they want to do is go to a place I picked. <laughs> they want to go to a place that they want to go to and plan out their nights and and do all that. So we kind of let them do their own thing at night. We have a uh, – usually on Fridays after we get done, we kind of bring a, out the beer and the wine at the courts. And we have like a pro-am for a little bit. I always get on the court for some reason, they always want to see me play, and I don't know why, but I end up playing with one of the pros and somebody else, and I play for about 30, 45 minutes, and they mainly cheer for me, which is encouraging because I need that, yeah. and then uh, and, th- and then we do a match point event, which is something that is just great. Teams go out, and they if they want to play with their same partner they've been playing with all day, they can, but usually they're pretty tired of them by then, so they switch off. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anybody can sign up, and they put in $5 each, and Racket War – puts in 50 or a hundred dollars in a big pool and we, and we bracket it out and we play one point all the way through the, the lower ranked team gets to pick if they want to serve or receive. And it just goes one point at a time until somebody wins that last point oh, and they win all the money. I love that. And it's in front of everybody because we just do one point at a time in front of everybody. So when somebody double faults, everybody laughs. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> great. So, and then we do the same thing in mixed and it's a lot of fun. We had the wine and the beer. Everybody's having fun. There's no warm up. It's just one point. And uh, we do that on Friday afternoons. Everybody has a great time. That sounds amazing. I love it. I love the competitive spirit too. Now, how did this all get started? 
I, you know, I'm a tennis player myself. I started playing tennis in 2004 okay. uh, and played and was uh, really looking for tournaments to be in. And I couldn't I couldn't ever find the tournaments. If I did, they were run so poorly. Right. Uh, you play the same people you play every day and it, you're, you're getting on the court an hour and a half later. And uh, and I just knew that I said, I can run a tournament better than this. So why not try to run one? So things just kind of developed a lot. My first out-of-town tournament I ran was with Howard Moore in Saddlebrook, 2010. Okay. And uh, we ran a tournament there for three years. And that was the only tournament it ran. It was just strictly because, gosh, this is fun. We get to go to Saddlebrook and run a tournament. And things just developed. And then uh, in 2013, Scott Colborn, who's the – now he's he was the pro, head pro at Amelia Island Plantation – and at the Omni there, now he's the chief operating officer for Cliff Drysdale. Dang. So he's moved way on up the line. But he he was the head guy there, and he said, Oakley, come over here and run this thing. And I said, okay, well, let's go over there and see what we can do. So we went there, and we had 100 people. And then the next year, we had 150. And it just I ran that there for two or three years, just that event. And then he said, why don't you go over to Palm Springs? We, you can go there to the Cliff Drysdale property at the Rancho Las Palmas. And I go – I don't know if the California people are ready for my <laughs> Mississippi Southern thing I got going. And they said, no, you, they'll love you out there. So I said, okay. So we went out there and we started running. We ran that for two or three years. And then the next year, I guess in 2017, we ended up running five different places. In wow. 2018, we expanded to 11 places. And then 2019, we had 11. And now in 2020, we're running 16 different places. So it's, I've been very blessed. I've got a tremendous crew that basically travels with me and they're very good and they make everything pretty simple on me. Wow, that sounds awesome. Now, I was looking at your website and it looks like you have some really cool spots on the list of locations. So are you at every single one of them? Have you handpicked those places and which ones are your favorites? Walk me through some of those locations. Oh, I'm at every one. <laughs> nice. I have to go to every one. As Scott told me a long time ago, he said, Oakley, you are the face of Racket War and you're the one who makes it run. So you got to go. <laughs> so I haven't missed one yet. Uh, and I handpick them. They either call me. I've had some people call me. Uh, Jonathan Barth over at Kiowa called me about three years ago and said, Oakley, you need to come to Kiowa. And I go, my gosh, I have Kiowa calling me <laughs> to come run an event. I mean, what an honor, right? And so that's why we're at Kiowa. But I've just been very blessed with the places. They're amazing. Probably my favorites. And they're all, they all have different things. And that's what's amazing about each one of them. Um, Amelia's the oldest. It's our largest. We have now, last year, we had about 350 people play in it. And it's pretty crazy. Palm Springs is amazing. Gusko, we do it in December and it's out in an amazing place. Who wouldn't want to go to Palm Springs? But right. uh, even like Wintergreen, Virginia, which is up in the mountains, is a beautiful resort up there. And it's completely different than any of the other tournaments we've run. Uh, so we run one there. We run, Hilton Head's great, and Wild Dunes in Charleston is amazing. It's just a great spot. It's just every one of them are just unique. You can't pick one that's bad. Uh, I have one later this year in Waterville, New Hampshire, and I've never been that far north, so that ought to be interesting. Okay. So uh, I'm excited about that. A lot of my crew have said they love Palm Springs the best, but I got to tell you, we just went to the Phoenician in Phoenix in Scottsdale three weeks ago, and it was pretty amazing. It's an amazing place. So That desert landscape is always a beautiful backdrop for sure. Yes, absolutely. 
Now, do you ever run any of these weekends or tournaments around a pro tournament so you can play and watch? We've never done that. We've thought about it, and it's just something I guess we, we could maybe take a chance on and do one time. But we we take a lot of their time. When they play, they get minimum of four matches, and a lot of times they get five or six. Uh, so we, we keep them popping pretty good. They play two on Friday. They play two on Saturday, and maybe at least one more on Sunday, if not two on Sunday. So we don't really give them a lot of time to do stuff like that, and that's – Kind of, I guess, the reason we kind of almost stay away from it because we're nervous that they would be disappointed they didn't get to do both. And there's just not really a lot of time for it. No, that makes sense. Any plans to expand outside of the United States? Uh, One of the guys I hired, he is 22 years old and he is like my little buddy. And he's the hardest working guy. I got him off Craigslist, (laughs) mind you, okay, in 2017 for a Napa Valley tournament. I hired two people. He's the only one that showed. So he's been telling me ever since. And since then, he's worked probably almost 20 tournaments with me. Wow. He is awesome. His name's Mario. So there's your shout out, Mario. But uh, (laughs) he wants to go to Spain so bad. Yes. That's where he (laughs) wants to go. And as a matter of fact, he's coming here this weekend to Naples because we're at the Academy Sanchez Cassell. Oh, nice. Uh, which which is also has a place in Spain. And he wants to talk to the head guy here about getting it set up in Spain. Now, wouldn't that be fun? That would be awesome. I actually did something similar back in my coaching days. I was able to coach a group of juniors throughout Europe and we went to Spain I can't remember exactly what the club was, but I think you guys would like it. It's it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, he is. That's where he wants to go, and that's. Uh, I told him if he can make it work, we'll go. That would be awesome, and I wonder if you could even like infiltrate with some of the locals and play against them because right. you know they're all playing on red clay. It's a little different. Well, you guys in the south have a lot more clay than we do out here in California, but that could be fun. Bucket list. Yeah, it would be fun, and I think a bunch of people from here would go if we just planned it out right. Totally. I mean, we, uh, uh, the way we do our stuff, we do all packages where you sign up and you get the accommodations and you get everything. It's just kind of it's kind of a one stop shop. Mm-hmm. The local people can just pay for the tournament. That's no big deal if they want to. But the people that come in come in usually and get the whole package and they stay. So uh, we set it up that way, which is pretty convenient. Yeah, definitely. Now, are these tournaments USTA sanctioned or anything or just kind of like a fun, more of a social vibe tournament? Definitely more of a social. We're not uh, connected with USTA at all. Okay. That way I can make my own rules as I go along. <laughs> nice. Um, so, uh, but no, we, we do our own thing and we keep control of it that way. And it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's nothing that I just, I don't think it needs it. I think some people like, it adds too much stress almost to do that. Yeah. It, it adds a little bit of, uh, you know, we do enough states and regionals and sectionals and all that stuff. This isn't that. This is, no, but they're competitive people. People, we always want to win. Yeah. But it's very social, probably more social than anything. Okay. I like that because, like you said, sometimes it's just too much. Right. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you kind of just want to enjoy a glass or two of wine. <laughs> right. And like I said, everybody's so friendly that everybody has a blast with everybody they're playing. They're out there laughing on the court and having a good time, regardless if they're winning or losing. Cool. So I have people that come off and they played four matches over the weekend. They've lost all four. Oh. And they go, this was the best tournament we've ever been. We, you know, we can't wait to do another one. And so, you know, that's what, that's, that's, we do 
doing something right. Yeah. Right? If we yeah, did get that. For sure. Now you said you talked about having a team of your own that helps put these on. Do you have any coaches? Is there any people helping out with strategy or anything like that? And what does your team look like? Nobody really on my team does that. Okay. But we do what we do every Thursday night for people that come in and stay at the resort or they can add it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a clinic on the courts and the pros of the facility run the clinic. And so it gives the players a chance to get out on the court that they're about to play on all weekend and the pros get to work with them and they love it because then the pros work with them some. So we do that on Thursday night just to kind of get them loose and ready to go, get them used to the courts. And it gives the facility a chance to kind of show off their guys for the people to come back when we're not there. Yeah. So it's kind of a win-win for everybody. That's cool. And what would you say the average rated player be? Is it more like a 4-0 or do you have open players coming as well? Very few open. We have a few, but every once in a while we'll get some. In the larger tournaments, we'll get some. Okay. Uh, but no, I would say the average is probably 3-5. Okay. Uh, we have some 3-0s. We have plenty of 3-5s. We have plenty of 4-0s. Okay. Uh, and we have some 4-5s, but definitely the average is probably 3-5. And I would even say the average age is probably between 50 to 55. Okay. So it, it varies. We have some young ones, of course, but we have, we have, and we have some older ones. We had an 89 year old lady in Phoenix the other day yes. and she was great. She had a great time Love and it was it. just playing. We're all going, I hope we're still playing tennis at 89. Seriously. So, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I hope so. yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> Um, now I'm looking at your website right now, and you have a Racket War Hall of Fame. What's that all about? Oh, those are the special people. <laughs> yeah. those are, it is amazing to me. I mean, that's probably the one thing that amazes me more than anything else. What that means is they have played in more than five events. Wow. And really, remember, we didn't start running more than five until 2018. So since 2018, basically, we have 118 people that have played five or more events. And 12 of those have played over 10 events. So nice. it's it, that that is a testament to I guess what we're doing. Apparently it works cuz people enjoy it, they're having a good time and they keep coming back. So those are the special people because not only they keep coming back, but they keep bringing more people with them. Yeah. So it's a combination of those two things. So those are those are my special people. Okay, they know what's up. I mean, you have a really good combination of beautiful locations, a sport that we all love time to relax, social time, like meet new people. It sounds like a really great vacation to me. So I can see why people would continue to try different places or keep going back every year. Right. At the beginning, we just gave tennis towels because everybody got t-shirts. Exactly. So we gave tennis towels. The reason we I started running terms because I'm a tennis player. I know what tennis players want because that's what I am. So I, right? I didn't want a t-shirt. I'm so tired of the t-shirts, right? So yeah. I wanted tennis towels that we can use all the time. So we would always give them a lime tennis towel or one year we did pink. Well, we discovered people kept coming back the same year and we'd hand them another lime tennis. So now we have a chart and based on how many times you, it's your time, you get a different color towel. Nice. So lime is the first time, orange is the second. So now people want that black one, which is the fourth <laughs> one, or they want the purple one, which is the seventh one. So they get different colors based on how many times they've been. And so they look forward to that and they like distinguishing themselves. They're higher ranked than the lime people who is their first tournament. So it's kind of pretty neat to do all that too. And I, 
it's nice for me because I can look at somebody and see what color towel they have and know this is their second or third or, or first tournament. So it's it's a great thing for that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's very smart. Yeah, we do not need any more tournament shirts. Whoever's listening no. out there. <laughs> no. we're, we're, we've got them all in our closet ready for us to wear at any time. No more of that 100% cotton. <laughs> like, we don't, that's exactly we don't need right. That. <laughs> we don't need that. Now, I wanted to dive a little deeper into your tennis background. So you said you're actually someone I would say is more relatively new to tennis. <laughs> How did you get started and why did you get started? Well, I played baseball growing up. I was a left-handed pitcher. Okay. I had the uh, long, long time ago. I grew up in Mississippi, okay. so I was a big Mississippi State Bulldog fan. Uh, Ron Polk was the coach and I wanted to go play baseball there. And, uh, I got him somehow, I talked him into uh, letting me walk on to their baseball team and I ended up hurting my arm, had to retire, uh, no more baseball. And, and I started playing softball and I saw that's the next step, obviously for a baseball guy. (laughs) But then I discovered about five years into that, that those guys were hitting the ball pretty hard over there. And I didn't want any more of that. It was got pretty dangerous for some reason. I was getting slower and they were getting stronger. (laughs) Uh, And I was having to rely on 10 other people to show up to play. And I said, I think I'll just start playing tennis. I can play by myself. I don't have to worry about anybody else getting there, really. Uh, Just one other person. And so I started playing tennis. I had no idea what I was doing. I (laughs) self-rated as a 3-5 because that seemed about right. And things worked out and I just, I'm extremely competitive. And that was probably what pushed me along and play tennis just for those years. And then I got on a team that went to state and, uh, and I go, wow, you can do this. You can go to state and then you can try to win sectionals and then you can do this. And I said, all right. So then I started captaining teams, of course. So I end up right back in the same softball group, needing 10 people again, because I'm the captain (laughs) of the team. Yeah. (laughs) And then I decided I was guess I'll start playing tournaments. And I just that was really where it started. I could not find tournaments that were worth the money even. It was just pitiful. So I said, I bet I can run it. So here I am now running tournaments for 300 people, and I don't still get to play. (laughs) So it it doesn't do much good. (laughs) That's too funny. That's really cool, though. (laughs) I guess so. I guess so. I sent a text to my my team about two or three weeks ago. I had a lady ask me in Palm Springs. She said, will you play? Come play with me. Play with me this weekend in the tournament. I need you yeah. to play. And I sent a text to my team. I said, y'all think I could get away with playing? And everyone said, no, do not play. <laughs> you cannot win in that situation. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. <laughs> so I, I, I haven't played yet. But someday I'm going to get on that court somehow. I don't know how I'm going to figure that out. I, <laughs> just like wear a disguise, sneak in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't think it'd be tough. Uh, they'd probably figure me out pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> so do you play tennis left-handed as well? I do. I am completely left-handed. I am uh, I'm very uncoordinated right-handed. I don't do I can't eat cereal with my right hand. So it was, uh, I am left-handed through and through. I feel like that baseball probably transitioned pretty well into tennis. It did. Uh, the hand-eye coordination was there, obviously. And, and just the, and I see all kinds of baseball players in tennis. Baseball players are great tennis players. They're usually competitive and they have that hand eye. I I have two boys, 17 and 15 year old boys. And if I could go back, they play baseball, of course, Mm -hmm. but I should have let them play a lot of soccer too, because I think between soccer and baseball, it sets up your feet and your hand eye. And in tennis, if you can move your feet and you have hand eye, 
you're going to be pretty good. Those two qualities. And soccer is so good for your feet. Oh, so, so good. I know. Uh, have you noticed any mental differences between tennis players and baseball players? Well, I was a pitcher. Okay. So <laughs> I was thinking all the time. Like I, I remembered every single batter, every single pitch of what I did to every single time. Even from weeks to week, I could go back and replay a, a, an at-bat or anything. So in tennis, I'm not the best tennis player. I don't look like a tennis player. I don't have any actual. I never took a lesson. Okay. So I'm just out there playing. I'm out there playing baseball, <laughs> but I'm figuring out how to win. Yeah. If you can do that in tennis, you'll win a lot of matches. Exactly. You'll win a lot of matches. I love it. Yeah, I know. I've seen some baseball players get on the court and just like rifle serves, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. you know how to use that shoulder. <laughs> so I, I had uh, my biggest player ever. I had. I think he. Came, I think it was Salabro. Was Dante Bichette. Mm. who used to play for the Colorado Rockies, big baseball player. And he came out there and played in a tournament and he was the nicest guy. And he was awesome. He was just awesome. He was already a four or five player. It didn't take long. And yeah. I went, he won a trophy. Of course, I went out there and handed him our, our trophy. And I go, I know this isn't a lot for you. And he goes, no, <laughs> man, I worked harder for this than I ever worked for baseball. <laughs> so awesome. it was, uh, it was pretty cool. That was cool. I actually was going to ask you if you had any celebrity or famous guests at any of your trips. That was probably the only one that we had play in the tournament that I, gosh, I hope I'm not leaving anybody out. Uh, that <laughs> I can think of, I personally got to play Scott Colburn asked me out to Palm Springs for the Tennis with the Stars, oh, cool. which they have right before Indian Wells nice. every year in March. Yeah. And he said, come on out because I love Simona Hallett for some reason. I think I like her little spunk. I like her little attitude. And, uh, and he said, come on out, I'll, I'll introduce you to her. And I said, all right, I'm on my way. So I came out and he came up to me about five minutes before I was going to get to meet her. He goes, you got your racket? <laughs> and I go, yeah, yeah, why? He goes, you're going on the court in front of all these people, about 500 people sitting around center court. You're going to play king of the court with her and you're a partner. <laughs> and I go, oh my gosh. So I went out and played with her for 20 minutes. It was the best I've ever played in my life. Everything that came off my racket was a winner. Darren Cahill came over and high-fived me. Uh, Francis Tiafo high-fived me. It was crazy. So I got to play with Simona Hallett That's for 20 minutes. So that was amazing. That was, yeah, she was so sweet, too. Sweet, sweet girl. I walked up to her and I go, look, I only know you as jalapeno. Is, is that okay? <laughs> and she goes, absolutely. I love jalapeno. So. <laughs> I love that. That's such a good story. And I love that like you, you're a true athlete, like it, the pressure's on and you just shined. That's awesome. Some people crumble. <laughs> I don't know. When I was walking off, my buddy looked at me who was there and he goes, don't hit everything to the wall. So that was the, that was the last thing I was thinking as I was walking on the court. <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah. So, don't make a fool of yourself. Right. Right. Now let's uh, explain to the listeners if they're interested in signing up for one of these weekends, how would they go about doing so and finding out more information? It's pretty easy. Just the main thing is go to our website, racketwar.com. Uh, some people think it's plural. It's not. It's singular. R-A-C-Q-U-E-T-W-A-R.com. And, uh, the, and all our websites are listed there and all the information about each tournament. And then you can register right there with the register or, and the one thing we do, we try to do it is we're, we're not, everybody thinks we're this huge corporation. It's really just me over here. So <laughs> people can call me, just call me okay. and I'll talk. They can email me, call me and I'll be happy to talk to them. People get confused or whatever. 
just call me and I'll be happy to talk to you and explain everything and get you all registered and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we're we have grown a lot, but it's uh, we're very just kind of a mom and pop store who try to take care of everybody. That's really cool. Now, also, can you go ahead and let's say I just signed up for a, a tournament and what does the next few steps look like? Once I get there, what walk me through a day-to-day kind of situation and what I can expect. Well, usually you'll get there. on Most people come in on Thursday night because we start early on Friday. And they'll come in Thursday night and they'll go to the clinic. We have beer waiting on you when you come off the court. And then uh, so you'll go through the whole clinic. Usually it's an hour clinic with the pros and okay. they're having a good time. We have music out there with them. Uh, and then uh, on Friday, you'll play your first waterfall match. We basically do a waterfall format, okay. which for those that are not familiar, basically everybody's in one big bracket. We do a women's doubles. We do a mixed doubles bracket. And everybody, doesn't matter what level, anybody can play with anybody at any level. If your best friend's a 3-0 and you're a 4-0, it's no problem. You can play with them. We let the waterfall determine which bracket you end up in. I used to run other tournaments, and we got tired of draws not making. There's nothing worse than the 3-5 singles not making or the 3-0 women's not making and me calling them up going, hey, you didn't make. Do you want to play 4-0 or do you not want to come? Yep. <laughs> so, And there's nothing worse than that. Yeah. So the draws always make. We're always going to make the draws and play a match. And if you win your first match, then you're going to play against somebody else that won their first match. If you lose, you're going to play against somebody else that lost their first match. And then after those two matches, you basically have four brackets. You have the people who won their first two. You have the people that won their first one but lost their second one. You have the people that lost their first one but then won their second one. And then you have the people that lost both their matches. And now that they're in their bracket, then they play out from their bracket with everybody that did exactly what they did. And on Friday, both matches are eight-game pro set, no ads. Okay. And on Saturday, when you wake up, you're in your bracket, and you play regular scoring with a third set 10-point tiebreaker in a regular style bracket where you get at least two matches no matter what. And sometimes people get five or six, obviously, Mm -hmm. if you continue to win. Nice. So that goes on, and you play the two on Saturday, at least one on Sunday, sometimes two. And then everybody kind of goes home, and we have amazing trophies. They're glass crystal trophies. They're great. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> Everyone very loves nice. a good trophy. Nice. It, let me tell you, it's amazing. You'd think I'd be giving away $500 as bad as they want those trophies. <laughs> Heaven right? forbid if I give away a bottle of wine. You know, they can get the same bottle of wine at Kroger right down the street, but they think I'm giving away golden wine or something. <laughs> so uh, You're speaking to a tournament player. I, I feel you. <laughs> we just, yeah, we yeah. just need to win. <laughs> <laughs> you just want you want the free thing. It's it doesn't matter what it is. We give away great bag tags, metal hard bag tags. I mean, these aren't cheapo plastic things, right? But each one of them is individually done with the tournament, something to do with the location on the other side. And it's you know whether it be a beautiful setting at Kiowa or Mountain View of Arizona or somewhere. And it, people love them. And they, you, I hear people now, and that's the neat thing. When I go to a, a USTA event somewhere and I hear clang, 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 <laughs> I know it's racket or medals banging around. And that really, that's, that's awesome when you hear that. Or you see somebody wearing a racket or shirt or a hat. It's, it's really amazing. That, 
just blows my mind when I say that. That is very cool. I think you've done a great job creating something super fun. And I know I'm going to let a lot of people that I know about this because I they will love it. I mean, it's like I said, it's a perfect combination of all the good things. <laughs> so when do we get you to come play with Michelle? I know. I'm like looking at the list right here and I'm like, hmm, I've never been to Hilton Head. I've never there you been. Go. To, yeah. so, so are you, what are you? Five, five, six, oh, what are you? Yeah, I would consider myself an open player, but I'm happy to play oh, with no. anyone. No. Look, <laughs> I'll give you a three oh guy and you'll be fine. Perfect. You'll be, you'll be right. You'll have a good time and uh, you'll have a good time regardless. Everybody will just be in awe of you and they'll be confused. So <laughs> it, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love it. Yeah. I, I was going to say, if you're interested in setting something up in San Luis Obispo, this is a fun little spot too. <laughs> okay. Where's that? Where's that? So that is where Tennis Warehouse is located and it's on the central coast of California, which is smack dab in between San Francisco and Los Angeles. Wow. A few okay. years back. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you a picture. But yeah. A few years back, Oprah named it the happiest place in the United States. It's our little secret though. So I shouldn't I be talking Orlando, about it. I thought that was Orlando. No. <laughs> okay. No, no. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is the other so. happy place. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, we must come there then. We must come there. And it's wine country also. So. Oh, well, that that does add a lot. <laughs> most of our players are there mainly to have a good time. Yes. And second is secondary. Yeah. This year, for the first time, we've got it where you get points for coming to events and playing and then you get other points and we're giving the teams to get 750 points over the year, get to go to Vegas in January to play at the Darling Tennis Center. Nice. But we're doing it 750 points because we want those people who supported Racket War all year and that we got to know because we're going to play tennis. We are going to hit a few balls, but it's going to be a party, first of all, because <laughs> we're going to have a great time. And that's uh, that's the first time we've done that. We're really looking forward to that for the first year. And I have people now going, Oakley, I can only play in one event. How am I going to get to 750 points? Yeah. And I go, well, you probably ought to start figuring that out. So uh, people are, it's amazing the bribes I've been getting. <laughs> they just want me to give them free points. So I, yeah. Hey, make it happen. <laughs> make it, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. That's too so, funny. I'll, I'll tell you something else we're going, we're doing too, that we're real excited about. It's really early stages, but we're excited about doing it. Tennis is so important to me. It's been such a big important in my life, not only the competitive part, but all the friends and, and just friends I've made over the years. But for nonprofit, we're going to start bringing kids out between seven and 14 years old to the event. We're going to get them a free racket. We're going to get them free lessons on the court during the events. We're going to have the pros work with them while we're playing. They're going to be on other courts okay. and they're going to get take home a free racket, T-shirts, racket or stuff, because those are the ages we need to be working with yeah. for the future. Yes. And we need some more tennis players playing this sport because it's the best sport and you can play it forever. We're so excited about starting that. We haven't quite started it yet, but we're getting close to so start doing that. We'll get it out to the schools, the, the local schools and say, hey, anybody wants to come out. We don't we don't want those junior players. They're already playing. Right. We want the new players and we want to give them a racket and show them how to play tennis and then maybe even set up future lessons for them to do. And that way they'll come back after we're even there. We're excited about that. We can't wait for that to get going. And that will probably mean more to me than anything. 
I love that. That's great. You got me there too. I'm super excited for you to get that going. That's really cool. Yeah, we're, we're excited. If you ever need a hand, Tennis Warehouse could probably help out around there. We well, that's good. We'll, we'll come to you. We'll come to you. Because we're going to need a few rackets. We're going to need a few rackets to give away. Yeah, I was so. going to also let you know. I don't know if it ever comes up, but if you ever have players that are hitting with certain rackets that they don't feel comfortable with or they want to try new ones, Tennis Warehouse has a great demo program. So maybe there's something in there where, you know, we could help you guys get some demos no. and and all that. Absolutely. We got to figure something out and work together on this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, so, hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's lots to do. Lots to do. Lots of opportunities. <laughs> and I was telling you about kind of my overall, I've gotten to meet so many friends in this thing and it's amazing. I had a, I won't say his name or anything, but he, he uh, got cancer not too long ago. And he told me about it. One of the tournaments, he said, man, I just feel like you're, you're part of my family. I've known you. I see you every year now for two or three years and you're just part of my family and I'm worried about it. And I go, man, we're going to get through it. And uh, I sent him a special fleece racket war blanket for him to have during his treatments. And he just sent me a text now the other day and said, I'm out. I'm out. I, I'm done. And I said, great. I look forward to seeing you. So these are people I get to see on the road. And I look forward to seeing them because they've been to so many events. They're they're almost part of my extended family now. It's it's people like that that I just love. I, like I'm going to see some people here in Naples that I haven't seen in a year or two. And I'm excited about seeing them more than anything. That's the best part. I have to agree. I used to uh, coach adult tennis camps and I have a friend that hopefully I'll get to see next month at BMP, but she's from Canada. And I mean, it's probably been 15 years since I first met her, but we see each other every year at the BMP and it's, it's just like those connections are so cool. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes it exciting for me is God, who do I get to see this week? Who, who's going to be here this tournament? And, uh, and when they register, I see them register and I send them a text going, ah, I just saw you register for that. Excited to see you. So it's great for me. That's really cool. And it's cool to know that you're so involved and in control of what's going on still. So it's not like some, a computer getting everything. It's definitely run by you. So very cool. Uh, it's, it's me. People go, you know, I talked to somebody about this, this, or that. I go, it was me. Trust <laughs> me. There's nobody else. It's me. <laughs> yeah. Until the actual event. I do have a great crew who comes and helps me run the events. And without them, I couldn't get it done. But the actual pregame and all that, it's all me sitting over here doing all that. So That's awesome. Well, it sounds like you found a fun job that doesn't feel like work all the time, which is always a good thing. That's exactly right. As my dad told me a long time ago, if you can find something you wake up every day excited to do and you can figure out to make a little bit of money on it, then you found something you should do the rest of your life. Amen. (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) Exactly. Well, anything else you want to let our listeners know? I think you've covered it. I got to throw a shout out to the rest of my crew. They'll be really upset. Yeah, please. Okay. Drew, I got a guy named Drew Sockenbacher. He's my driver. We went and bought a trailer because we got tired of shipping things and things not getting there. So now we have a trailer, 16-foot trailer. He, he's the only one that can drive it. I'm scared to drive the thing. <laughs> he drives it back and forth across the country to all these the tournaments. That's crazy. Uh, and on the short ones, we ride with him and stuff. But out west, we fly and he drives. Poor thing. He drives all the way across. Uh, but he's a great guy. Uh, Leslie, Leslie Ford. She's from Memphis as well. She helps, she helps run the tournament desk. She does everything there without her. I would have to sit there and run the desk. (laughs) She does all that and has a smile on her face the entire time. 
Uh, I already talked about my boy Mario. Yeah. And then really my, the last one is uh, Sherry. She's from uh, Jacksonville, Florida. And she is just amazing. She's our merchandise lady and is really the boss of us all. <laughs> uh, she, if, if Sherry tells us to do something, we do it. But the amazing thing is I'll come back in from a long day and she's already been back and all my clothes are folded and put on my bed. Dang. So, I mean, she's amazing. She, she takes care of all of us. So without her, we really wouldn't get there. And also I, I, I do want to mention one other person. Robin Berenger started this company with me long, long time ago. And she has a great job at FedEx and I had to back off and clear out. So she handed it to oh. me and said, good luck with it. But without her, I would not be here. That's for sure. I'm really glad that you guys got this off the ground and I'm excited for more people to find out about it. Cause like I said, I feel like it's, it's right up everyone's alley. Anyone that plays tennis and likes to have fun. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. It's just, if you want a tennis weekend getaway, this is the way to do it. And I've had teams now say, We'd rather do this than go to a state tournament. It's less stress and we have a lot more fun. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you meet new people and you're bonding. That's right. Ugh, sounds you want to hear something bad? Yeah. I was on a 8018 plus team that went to nationals this year. Okay. And I didn't go. I went to run my Wild Dunes event instead. Oops. How about that? <laughs> they won nationals. Okay. They won. Yeah. Are you kind of bummed out? <laughs> Well, no, I was formed. I was formed to win. I was formed to win, but it was like, well, clearly they didn't need me. You know, it wasn't necessary. So, so, but they won nationals and here I am running an event, but that's how important it was to me. Yeah. I felt like I would have let everybody down if I wasn't there at Wild Dunes. Everybody been going, oh, Oakley's not here. So I had to go. Yeah. You've got your heart, I can tell, in each event that you run. So right. that's cool. Yeah. Got to be there. That's exactly right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and explaining how Racket War works and all that. Oh, thank you. I enjoy talking to you and I look forward to seeing you. Yeah. You let me know which event you want to come from, come to, and I'll take, I'll take care of you. Oh my God. Any event. Oh, any, geez, I'm any gonna, event, oh. not the Spain one. We're not going to Spain yet, Okay. but, but, but any event in the States, you pick one and I'll take care of you. Sweet. I'll I, find you a partner. I'll put you up in a place. You'll be all set. You'll probably have to live in the house with all of us. That's fine. And, but, but no, I'm just fine. We'll find you a good spot. <laughs> This is like something like I've been in tennis my whole life. And this is kind of a position that I could see myself working with a team. So like you're running yeah. a company that I feel like, oh, I'd fit right in. Oh, yeah. You, you would fit right in. You don't know how many people at every tournament go, Oakley, I want to work for Racket War. Can I yeah. work for Racket War? They all think it's just this vacation world. It's not quite a vacation but we do get to see a lot of people, neat people, and a lot of great places. Yeah, work hard, play hard for sure. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, great talking to you. You too. Thank you for your time. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. Now, if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review Talk Tennis wherever you download your podcast. And let your friends know if you're loving our episodes. And if you have any questions about tennis-related things, feel free to reach out and email us at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com. And the answer might be featured on a future episode. Until next time, happy hitting. Happy hitting.